It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Monday the 13th of June 2022 for professional investors only. Never ever investment advice. UK economy shrank by 0.3% in April. That was unexpected. Um, And it's partly explainable because test and trace effectively stopped in April. Added to that, the energy price shocks and the impacts that that had on businesses. And uh, maybe we shouldn't have been so surprised, but it was a downsized surprise compared to market expectations. Anyway, the most exciting news, I think, over the weekend um, came outside of the world of economics. It was the news that a Google scientist, Blake Lemoyne, um, or Lemony, I don't know how you say it, but anyway, he... Um, got kicked out of Google for revealing the transcripts of some talks he'd been having with Google's AI, artificial intelligence uh, system, that he claims has become sentient and uh, therefore should be treated as a human being and have its own rights and so forth. He's been suspended, I I believe, Um, but he is tweeting about it and he has released the transcripts, which I I really recommend you go and have a look at. You can find them pretty much anywhere this morning. Uh, Lambda, L-A-M-D-A is the name of the artificial intelligence system. And you can read these very long, um, articulate statements from the AI and conversation it has with, with Blake. Um, and even if you don't believe it's sentient and it's just a, a series of if this, then that, and, uh, you know, which it, it may well be, it certainly would pass the Turing test, where, which is the test of whether you can tell whether it's a, um, a computer or whether it's a human being. I, I think it's pr- pretty clear that you, you wouldn't be able to, most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two in, this, in these transcripts. So, potentially a very big secret leap forwards has been going on um, inside Google over the past few years. Right, it's FOMC week this week and um, unfortunately that comes on the back of Friday's extremely high new 40 year plus high in CPI inflation and actually at the same time the lowest ever reading in consumer sentiment from um, the university Um, I can't remember who produces it, which university it is, but it's a consumer sentiment measure, 40-year low. So upside surprise to US inflation, it came in at 8.6%. Core inflation, something like 6%. Um, At the same time, University of Michigan inflation expectation series showed long-term inflation expectations really high as well at 3.3%. So... um, Good article on Bloomberg this morning talking about what this means for US households. It, it raises what they spend on the same basket of goods by $5,200 um, over the course of a year for the same basket of consumption. That's an extra $433 a month being spent on, on nothing new, effectively. And that's obviously a big, significant drain on discretionary spending and indeed on households keeping their heads above water at all and fears that this will, uh, you know, is is the start of a return to 1970s style inflation where inflation averaged over 7% for the entire decade. So a nasty place for the Fed to be in with really high levels of inflation, really low levels of consumer sentiment and expectation that it needs to do something. But what it can do uh, is really unclear other than hike rates and slow the economy further. 
So um, what, what are people expecting? Well, 50 basis points this week is kind of baked in the cake in market expectations. Some people saying the Fed should just go full hog and, and deliver 200 basis points this week. Uh, but serious commentators, I think probably no one officially forecasting 75 basis points this week, but it's not completely off the table. And then after that, another 50 in July, another 50 in September, maybe more before the end of the year. And, and that explains why we saw a big reaction from US Treasuries on Friday. So the two-year Treasury bond was up 25 basis points. We're now over 3% at 3.06. 10 years up 12 basis points to 3.15%. And this is, you know, a bare flattening. The market is saying basically that short-term rates are going to go up aggressively, but the Fed has credibility and what it's doing is going to be effective in killing off inflation uh, and therefore giving the Fed the ability to bring rates down later on. So that's what the bare flattening is, is kind of telling you, that, that the Fed hasn't lost control of the inflation dynamic completely. So the market does expect Fed funds to be at something like three, three and a quarter percent by the end of the year. Um, elsewhere in uh, bond world, I guess the big story last week, you know, we talked about the ECB in Friday's uh, podcast and the word fragmentation coming back into markets. Fragmentation being the fear that we're going to have another Eurozone crisis. In fact, my colleague Eric Lonergan has been blogging about this, um, suggesting that we are heading into Euro crisis number two. It feels like more than two, to be honest, but uh, he's calling it Euro crisis two. And, you know, what we're seeing is last week, BTP Spain underperforming core Europe by over 10 basis points. So BTPs and Sp Spanish government bonds up about 35 basis points on the week. But Eric says, points out, it's not just the bonds that are starting to move but you're also starting to see some extreme weakness in, for instance, Italian banking sector as well in terms of stock prices. So markets starting to move to anticipate some sort of return to um, the dark days uh, of around about a decade ago now. So what else is going on this morning? Well, the yen continues to sell off. The yen is over 135 to the dollar now. And Asia generally very, very weak overnight, to some extent playing catch up to the very weak um, experience that European and US equities had on Friday. So Japanese stocks this morning are down 3%. Um, so, you know, the sentiment has carried on over to Asia and will carry on over to Europe this morning in part. You know, we've also seen that very weak UK GDP number that won't have helped either. Uh, Bitcoin as well getting hammered down in the 25,000s or something like that. So what's that mean for credit? Well, uh, as you won't be surprised to hear, as equities sold off on Friday, credit is also having an extremely weak time of things back out to, you know, we had a, a period of uh, extreme weakness about a month ago. We rallied back down, but we're now, we've taken out the, the weakest points in credit that we've seen post-COVID now. So on the week, high yield, whether that's UK, UK, Europe or US, about 50 basis point wider. Um, also weakness in investment grade two, as you'd expect, and outflows in all things credit are sustained now. So whether that's EM credit, high yield or investment grade, whether it's short duration credit, long duration credit, outflows from everything. 
Right, we'll see what the Fed does later this week. Uh, Bank of England as well. Um, uh, rate hike kind of expected there too, although that may be put slightly in doubt by today's economic figures. Have good weeks. Catch up with you later. Bye.